You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six part limited series expats i think i learn a little bit with every character that i play i think usually i play a character and it causes enough introspection that i learn something about myself i honestly can't gush enough about freaky tales i'm so excited to share it with more people if you like what you hear be sure to review like and subscribe to the scene to scene podcast allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like in the parking lot at your kids peewee championship game a trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire. Fire for Monday, November 14th. We have less than a week to go to the World Cup. I can't believe it. I'm so excited. I think we're two weeks out from Thanksgiving. It's about to get busy in what I believe is the best sports month on the calendar for 2022. College basketball's underway. I know you guys watching a lot of college hoops over the weekend. College football was eh. Brutal weekend for the Pac-12. Rob G. I don't. We're going to get to Rob G. in a little bit, but I don't know how he's coping. On this fine Monday morning with his UCLA Bruins Saturday night and then his Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday. And at least the Lakers got the win, so there's that. But uh, rough weekend for Rob G. I, I had a, I don't want to say spectacular weekend. It was pretty damn good. Uh, my kids, it appears both of their soccer teams in the youth leagues are about to get eliminated from the postseason. There's like, just like the World Cup, there's group play. And um, I don't think they did enough to advance. So that kind of stinks. Um but it does mean more time for focusing on the NFL, which was absolutely bonkers. Stop me if you've heard that before, right? NFL every weekend is the greatest theater in sports. I know a lot of people love college football, and I love it too. I love the NBA. I mean, Joel Embiid had one of the greatest nights probably in the last 30 years in the NBA last night. And it was like, oh, a nice 59 points, 11. Awesome. Good job. And then just like I'll – I'll see your Joel Embiid night, historical night, and I'll raise you everything that happened in the Vikings-Bills game. I mean, like, seriously, the, the Vikings-Bills game, I don't know if anything's going to top that this year. Now, I don't have a running list of games of the year, but Minnesota-Buffalo just kept me absolutely on my toes. Just an incredible game. Obviously, from a gambling standpoint, we had talked about the potential for Josh Allen not playing and loving the Vikings. And felt great about that until like Saturday where they're like, oh yeah, Josh Allen probably going to play. And then Sunday, Josh Allen's going to start and the line shoots back up and you're like, oh hell. And then the Bills, as they are wont to do, 
go up. I believe they led by 17. I've got like six pages of notes. Okay, not six pages, but you know what I mean. Yeah, they led 24-10 at late in the half. Then they led 27-10 in the third quarter. At that point, you're like, all right, this is, you know, the Viking story's written. They go outdoors, they get their butts kicked. It happened against the elite Philadelphia Eagles. It's happening against the elite Bills. And then on the very next play, Dalvin Cook breaks off an 81-yard house call. And it's like, oh, game on. And this is when it got interesting. And I do believe there is, we're going to talk about the MVP because, you know, folks, Josh Allen, you can just eliminate him, cross him off from the NFL MVP race. I know it's only week 10 and people are going to say, Jay, there's still a lot can happen. Folks, Josh Allen has now been garbage for three straight weeks. He was terrible in the second half against Green Bay. Let the Packers come in the back door to cover. Thank you very much. We were on the Packers in that one. Then last week against the Jets, throws a brutal red zone pick, then one deep in his own end, and the Jets pull one of the biggest upsets of the season, season, taking down the Buffalo Bills. And then Josh Allen throws two more interceptions against the Vikings. Folks, he is on, I mean, I don't want to say Josh Allen has become you know, rookie year Josh Allen, but right now he's kind of playing like it. Josh Allen is not taking care of the football. The guy is a turnover machine. I, we didn't even get to the fumble yet because so much has happened in this game that it's like it's tough to break it all down. But bottom line is after the Dalvin Cook score, the Bills draw right down the field, and then Josh Allen, for whatever reason, throws a curious interception right to Patrick Peterson. Now, Patrick Peterson, it felt like he was washed last year. He's getting Cook left and right. Comes back, and you're like, ah, well, they don't really have much of a secondary. And Patrick Peterson like, I'll take this gift. Thank you, Josh Allen. I'll, I'll take it. And, and, and Minnesota drives right back down, touchdown, but they blow the extra point. And you're like, oh, that's definitely not going to come back to cost him. Of course, late in the game, needing to drive down and get a touchdown uh, to, force, uh, or to, to take the lead or, or, or win the game. And that's when the Justin Jefferson catch happens on 4th and 18. I'm already calling it the catch of the year. Nothing can top it. Folks, nothing. 4th and 18, stealing the ball in midair with one bite, with one hand from a Bills defender. You know every 80,000, all the 80,000 fans in Orchard Park were just yelling, knock it down. Don't try to be a hero. Don't try to catch it. Knock the ball down. Just pat it down. And Justin Jefferson comes up with the cool thing is it was right on the Vikings' sideline. So usually on the road, if there's an amazing play, it's like, Oh, cool. That's a great play. But the entire Vikings sideline goes bonkers. Justin Jefferson hauls it in. The Vikings go down. And you're like, all right, we got this. I say we. I'm not even a Vikings fan. But you know we have some futures on them this year from, from August. You can go back and listen. I'm not just saying this. We love the Vikings. I love their chances. They were a bet on team. New coach. We like O'Connell. I mean, Kirk Cousins, who was not great on Sunday, gets him down. You think Jefferson has a tutty, but they rule him down at the one foot line. Then they can't get in. They stall, and you're like, ah, unlucky. Buffalo has it. They survive. And Josh Allen, I, I, listen, I, you can't blame the injury, right? It, maybe he's just in a three-week funk. He literally cannot take the snap from the center on the one-yard line. Vikings recover touchdown. I don't know that I've ever seen anything like that where you drop the snap at your one, the other team recovers it for a touchdown and the lead in the final minute. It's like... It, the game was just off the charts. Of course, because he's Josh Allen, he comes right down the field, and they get the field goal. Of course, there was a, a missed uh, drop by Gabriel Davis on the sideline. He used like the, the turf to catch it. Uh, we're not going to get drilled down too deep. But bottom line is, he should not have caught that. They should have never been in line for the field goal. And then in overtime, Josh Allen throws another pick in the end zone, like literally throwing the football to Patrick Peterson. And at that point, I had to jump on social media and say something, and I and it's got a lot of pickup. All these, I mean, it was a tough Sunday for my social media feed. I had to stop looking at it during the Niners game because Miami Dolphins fans are very angry at me. We'll get to that shortly, but I, I tweeted this out and it got a bunch of people worked up. If Lamar Jackson makes that throw that Josh Allen made, he's getting crucified on social media. That's now, folks, four red zone interceptions for Josh Allen in the last three weeks. Five of his six interceptions in the last three weeks have come in the second half or overtime. So he's throwing them in important spots late in games. Josh Allen cost Buffalo that game against Minnesota. There's no way around it. You can't blame the referees. 
I don't even know that you can give Kirk Cousins all the credit. I think this was Josh Allen really crippling Buffalo. And that's something nobody expected. Nobody had that on their bingo card. Nobody had, yeah, Josh Allen, the MVP favorite coming into the season, vomiting all over himself in the clutch and costing the Bills the game against the Vikings. So now, I know this. I made this more about the Bills than the Vikings, but I can't get over Buffalo losing that game. Folks, they now fall to 6-3. and three. Believe it or not, the Buffalo Bills are in third place in the AFC East. Miami is one because they play one more game. The Jets are two via tiebreaker over Buffalo at six and three. And then Buffalo is six and three. Uh, that's staggering. Now, the Vikings, I got to give some props to them. Minnesota, shout out Kirk Cousins, Kevin O'Connell. And, you know, Dalvin Cook had a nice game, the big touchdown run. But the guy here is Justin Jefferson. And I, I mean, you don't want to like go overboard and hype someone too much based on a, a hot stretch, but. Guys, some of the stuff Justin Jefferson's doing is ridiculous. He had 10 for a buck 93. He now, in, in his first three seasons, he has more 100-yard receiving games than anyone in NFL history. It used to be Odell Beckham and Randy Moss with 19 apiece. Jefferson now has 20. And oh, by the way, he's got like seven more games to stretch out his record. Justin Jefferson's unguardable. Now, Buffalo did not have Tredavious White, their best cornerback. At least I don't think he played. They're still waiting to bring him off the IR. At least that was the last thing I saw. I'll quickly check the box score in case I'm wrong and Tredavious White played and was invisible. Yeah, I don't see him doing it. Yeah, he didn't even play. They did have Milano back. Missing the safety uh, obviously matters. Uh, listen, Justin Jefferson's unguardable. And Minnesota's now 8-1. and one, And folks, you know what this really means is if the Eagles slip up, the Minnesota Vikings have an outside shot at the number one seed. And why is that huge? Because they play in a friggin' dome. And if they're able to get home field advantage somehow, as opposed to having to go outdoors to Philly, I like the Vikings' chances a lot. Now, their defense is extremely sus. Outside of Jefferson, like, listen, Adam Thielen just ain't, ain't what, he wa- what he used to be. Hawkinson is a weapon. We like him. Obviously, K.J. Osborne's okay. Dalvin Cook has some juice. Um... But ultimately, this comes down to Kirk Cousins. And I did see some people saying that, like, you know, they're just getting kind of lucky. They're now 7-0 and in one-score games. And this kind of, sort of, feels a little bit like the L.A. Rams last year who got very lucky in close games and won them all. But you know what? I mean, the Rams keep peeling off last year these close playoff wins. And it's like, hey, they're winning close games, you know, take some luck. Okay, fine. Next thing you know, they're in the Super Bowl. Next thing you know, oh, they won the Super Bowl. (laughs) Like, at some point, it's like, okay. So, I think the Minnesota Vikings are the big winners and the Buffalo Bills. Folks, I don't think they, I don't think they got a shot at the number one seed anymore. It's looking a lot like Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, who we liked this weekend. I had them in the contest. Good weekend in the contest, three and two. A lot of people had losing weeks, so I was able to move up a little, but I don't know. I don't think I have a legitimate shot. Um, I think I hate to say, I hate to even talk about this friggin' team, but the Tennessee Titans, like they're alive, guys. They legitimately have a ch- a chance at the top spot. I mean, again, I don't think they're a good team. Uh, they fell behind ten nothing to the Broncos, and then they you know get a, a flea flicker garbage play, and now here we are. They're six and three. Baltimore Ravens, I think, have a chance. They were on a bye. They're getting healthy. I I'm waiting waiting for this uh, line to hit the... Uh, I don't I don't want to bet 14 this week for the Ravens, but I definitely think it's a smash spot for Baltimore. Probably be my first bet uh, later this morning when I see the best line that I can find, but I like Baltimore a lot. And then Miami. I, th- I don't think you could discount Miami. So I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. This is only week 10. Buffalo's not getting the number one seed in the AFC. And that is a bit of a shocker. Josh Allen will not win the MVP. It ain't happening. Well, Jay, who's, who's going to win the MVP? I don't think that's very hard, guys. Right now, the clubhouse leaders, Jalen Hurts, who plays tonight, will do a quick best bet. Not a great game. Eagles-Washington. And then Patrick Mahomes, who was good again. Um, I, I don't want to spend any time on this game, but Chiefs moved to 7-2 and two quietly. Quietly. Kansas City Chiefs are rolling. And I don't know if you guys saw the hit Juju Smith-Schuster took. Got knocked out. Straight up done. Like, out. Concussed. Have no idea what his status is going to be going forward. He might be an out a week or two. But 
they were able to unleash Kadarius Tony, who they bought low. You guys remember that from the New York Giants. It was kind of like the Giants were like, we're sick of this guy. He wants to be a rapper. He is a nightmare in the locker room. He's not getting the ball. Like Andy Reid's like, sure, we will we will take Kadarius Tony. He had a touchdown catch. He had 57 yards receiving. He had 33 yards rushing. And Andy Reid said, yeah, let's uh, let's put him on special teams. This is just another toy for Patrick Mahomes in that offense. Chiefs look good. Ultimately, I still think the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. I know everybody said Buffalo for a while. You just can't say Buffalo right now. Not the way Josh Allen's playing. They can't not get back to that perch. But right now, they're definitely not a number one, or I don't even know if they're number two. I might take the Eagles over the Bills right now because Josh Allen is in this weird funk, and you cannot blame the elbow. So I think Minnesota, the biggest story today, you'll see it all on podcast, TV, radio. Vikings-Bills was the game maybe of the season. But a close second, I thought, and Rob, you might disagree, Green Bay Packers down 14 in the fourth quarter. And if you remember, I said it on this pod, I said it on Cowherd's show, everything in this game points to the Dallas Cowboys. I can't find one stat that favors the Green Bay Packers. That being said, I'm betting the Packers. And I didn't really want to, because of the McCarthy revenge angle, which is a real thing, and I talked about it. My buddy Dan, who listens to the pot all the time, I saw him this weekend, and he's like, hey, hey, so tell me the full story. And I, you know, I, I filled him in. And, I, and I, I, listen, I thought it was a great spot for McCarthy to get revenge. And, dude, up 28-14 in the fourth quarter on the road? Yeah. You're thinking it's locked down. And, folks, th- this number is staggering. The Dallas Cowboys, 195-0. When they led by 14 or more in the fourth quarter, 195 and 0. And now it's 195 and 1. Because Christian Watson, hello. I mean, Christian Watson, the rookie who, the last time anybody talked about Watson, he got a concussion last week. And then the other time they talked about Watson, he got a concussion the week before. And before that, it was Watson dropping a touchdown pass, I believe, on like the first drive of the season against the Vikings. Aaron Rodgers put it in his breadbasket and he dropped it. And I'm happy for Watson. This is a kid from uh, North Dakota State, I think he went to. He was like a record-setting, just a scoring machine. He's a burner. I don't know who he, who he was cooking on Dallas. I haven't looked to see if it was Diggs or, or the other cornerback. But Watson had himself a game. I mean, three touchdowns. Um, only four catches, 107 yards, three touchdowns. And the Packers get the win. 17 unanswered points to end the game. And I know that Mike McCarthy is going to take a lot of heat for the fourth down call. It was fourth and four. It was basically, do you want to kick a 52-yard field goal? And there's really, I mean, okay, so you make the 52-yard field goal. They still get the ball and a chance to win the game. Okay? So that's number one in overtime. Number two, you miss the 52-yard field goal. They get great field position. So shouldn't the Dallas Cowboys... Even though Zeke didn't play yesterday, he was inactive. Shouldn't they be able to pick up four yards? I mean, they had a damn good offensive game. Uh, Cowboys moved the ball well. We're, we're talking about a team scored 28 points. They, uh, they had uh, 421 total yards, 5.3 yards per play. I mean, you look up and down their box scores, like Tony Pollard had a monster game for my fantasy team. Um, C.D. Lamb had the best receiving game of his career, 11 for 150. He had 15 targets. He was just destroying Jair Alexander, who Jair Alexander just got eaten up by C.D. Lamb. Um, Gallup looked okay. Dalton Schultz had a screw-up that resulted in an interception um, for Dak, I think, in the end zone by the kid Rudy, who's now like become like a mascot for the Packers, apparently. But uh, if I'm McCarthy, do I go there? I, I Listen, he's in it. He wants to win this game. And you don't kick field goals and beat Aaron Rodgers on the road in overtime when he's going to get the ball back. So I can't kill McCarthy for going for it. The play before, if you really want to break it down, the play before, Alexander was all over the back of the receiver. It should have been P.I. I mean, you, he got there at least a second early, maybe even a second and a half. And the weird part about this loss for Dallas is I think this is one of the three best teams in the NFC. And they're now in third place in their own division because the Giants won against the Texans. We will not speak of that ugly game. And Dallas is now facing like an uphill climb. And unfortunately, folks, I know Cowboys fans don't want to don't want to do this. I started to like crunch some of the schedules and look at the 
everything. I have a feeling Dallas is going to open the playoffs in Tampa against Tom Brady. Because I think Brady and the Bucks are going to win uh, the third seed. I think the Giants are going to get the, the, the higher wild card. They will go to San Francisco, I believe, and that's going to get ugly. But a quick word, Rob G., before I ask you about your favorite team in the league, Micah Parsons, all I heard all week was, man, Packers offensive line just not very good. Bakhtiari struggling in and out of the lineup. Micah Parsons is going to have a monster game. Rob G, Micah Parsons, first game in his career without a a pressure. Zero quarterback pressures for Micah Parsons. He was on a milk carton in Mike McCarthy's biggest game of the season off a bye. And he was part of a defense that got run over to the tune of 207 yards for Jones and Dillon. Rob, I like Micah Parsons. I, I think he's you're still defensive player of the year leader, but this was this was not a good performance for Parsons. Yeah, and and, and I think um that's really not a big a shock to me, you know, that they didn't perform well because anyone who knows anything about football, you can say this about Aaron Donald, Michael Parsons, pick your favorite, you know, aggressive pass rushing type defensive end interior lineman. The best way to slow those guys down and to beat them is to run right at them over and over and over and over and over. And credit to Green Bay because I thought that there was a few times we saw it late in the broadcast, especially where Aaron Rodgers was really pissed off at Matt LaFleur for not being more aggressive and letting him do his thing. But they stuck to their principles throughout the game and said, no, we are going to pound these guys in the just repeatedly body blow, body blow, body blow. And eventually they're just going to cave and they're going to wilt. And that's exactly what they did in Green Bay. Um, I will say that I don't know if you think this is a big deal. I thought this was a big deal coming into this game. There was a lot of talk last week leading up into Sunday about Odell Beckham Jr. and the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Micah Parsons, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones. Almost every headline at least one headline a day was about Dallas is going to get OBJ. Are they going to get him next week? Is it going to be before Christmas? So, you know, when's it going to be? You can get it for the stretch run. And it's like almost zero headlines related to the actual game coming up. It was like a foregone conclusion that Dallas was just going to run through Green Bay. And the bigger talking point had to be, are they going to get another receiver to pair outside with CeeDee Lamb? And Dallas, for all their success this season, and even going back to last season, I don't think they've gotten the benefit of the doubt or have earned the benefit of the doubt where they can have these kind of weeks where they're talking about everything but football. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm glad and, you brought that up. Well, first of all, the OBJ stuff is a little silly. We don't even know how he's going to do, right? Everybody's like, oh, oh he's going to come back and be OBJ. Like, I mean, the guy had surgery. I mean, we've seen Michael Gallup return. He's like not even, I wouldn't even say he's 90%. Um, but you brought up a great point. The NFL, and, I, and we don't often talk about this because like, there's not really many places to go, but the NFL is such a coin toss league. It's unbelievable. We're glowingly speaking about the Packers and their comeback and, oh, well, the Cowboys, that's a tough loss. The, flip, the script would be entirely flipped if they convert fourth and four or there's not that kind of phantom-ish holding call on the Cowboys, the backup running back peeled off like a 20-yard Jair Alexander call is made. The Jair Alexander, that was pass yeah. interference. Because, yeah. Rob, you're right. At the end of regulation, the Packers got the ball back, and you're like, all right, two-minute drill. This is where Aaron Rodgers shines. And Mike LaFleur calls a run. I was, Matt LaFleur calls a run. And then you're like, okay, they're not using – what's going on here? And then they call another run to Aaron Jones. And then they wait like eight seconds and call timeout. And at that point – you're like, what kind of two-minute drill is this? They're down to like 40 seconds, 30 seconds? They're not even making an effort. And then they call a pass, finally. But Rodgers, you know, Dallas is waiting at this point. They snuff it out. Rodgers comes to the sideline, and he's F-bombing LaFleur. Like, what the hell are we doing? Think about it. Or I, I don't exactly know what was said. All the lip readers are uh, getting overtime pay there. But it was essentially one of these, like, what are you even doing? Rodgers was heated, and he's lucky that they were able to pull off the win because that would have been the story. I don't think that's even like a footnote, is it? No, not this morning. Yeah, and that that's how weird things work. So um, 
Packers get the win. Their season is still alive. I think we can officially put a couple teams' seasons to it's over. Like the defending Super Bowl champion Rams, they are not making the playoffs, guys. They lost. Cooper Cup's hurt. Stafford didn't play. It's over. Rams are done. Okay? It's just I don't even know what we're going to talk about it much more on the podcast. That's how bleak it is. It's over. They don't look good. They're unwatchable. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Yokohama test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Another playoff team from last year that really hurt me financially this weekend. One of my uh, more wins than losses this weekend, but this one hurt. Was Rob G's Las Vegas Raiders. And, you know, I want to carve out at least, you know, 20 minutes here (laughs) to dive deep on a team that I believe is the most underachieving team in the NFL this season. We're talking about a Raiders team that made the playoffs last year with an interim coach, and then they bring in one of the better offensive minds, offensive coordinators of the last 20 years. I mean, listen, you can say what you want about McDaniels as a head coach, and it's it's not, not a lot of good things, but as an offensive guy, he's pretty damn good. Okay? We've got a lot of evidence of that with Brady. I mean, I believe McDaniels took Team Tebow to the playoffs. Did he not? Was that Tebow? Was that Tebow? Josh McDaniels? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, he got Jay Cutler out no, of no, town. No. no, it was John Fox. 
Oh my John gosh! Got okay, it. so McDaniel's. Yeah. yeah, I have his numbers he, he here. Was, he was fired for cheating before that ever happened. Oh goodness gracious! You're right. McDaniel's lasted 28 games in Denver. Started out six and zero, seven and twenty four as a head coach since that good start in Denver. McDaniel's with the Raiders has been a train wreck. They added Devontae Adams, who, by the way, I mean, Rob, how much do you like watching Devontae Adams? That guy, oh, he's awesome. He's like Justin Jefferson, but he's like older. I mean, the guy's a veteran and just cooking. I mean, when he's getting the ball, it's awesome. But Waller's on IR. Hunter Renfro's on IR. I don't know what's up with Josh Jacobs. And I listen, I've been fortunate enough that I, I have a couple connections with the Raiders. And I've been telling you guys about this for a couple weeks now. But it is not good in Vegas. It's It's bad. I don't know if we wake up. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and McDaniels is gone. I don't know if the offensive coordinator's toast or the defensive coordinator. He might be gone. You obviously can't take Derek Carr out, but as we noted, like there's an out the Raiders have with him, and I think it's over. Derek Carr was practically crying, talking to the media. Felt awful for the guy. He's been there nine years, zero playoff wins, and he's considered like a top 15 quarterback. I like him, but this is an undisciplined unit. On both sides, they had 10 penalties in the game. Okay. And the, the Raiders fans booed them off the field after the loss. I, I, I some It's the small things, right? So it's fourth down and ball game. <coughs> they call timeout. And you're like, all right, McDaniel's going to dial up, you know, what are they need six or seven yards. McDaniel's, they can get that. They got, they got Jacobs. They got Adams. They got players. They call timeout and essentially throw a one-on-one jump ball to Devontae Adams in the end zone looking for a flag. And there was no flag. And it was like, that's what you called a timeout to draw up? I don't I, I Wholly disappointing. This is how bad it was, Rob. I'm sure you've seen this stat. Matt Ryan had the longest run of his career. A 39-yard run. 39 yards for Matt Ryan on third and three in the fourth quarter. Like a pivotal run, Matt Ryan, 39 yards. So they lost three in a row. It's over. And we're talking about the Raiders were supposed to get hot here, going against bad teams. They were playing New Orleans, who's struggling. That was my worst preseason call was New Orleans. Jacksonville in a funk. And Indy, which fired their coach and brought on Jeff Saturday. And they lost to all of them. Here's the worst part about the Colts. So... Jeff Saturday comes in and is like, I'm going to name Joe Bob over here who was getting coffee for Frank Reich three years ago. I'm going to name him the play caller. Well, you can't do that with Sam Ellinger as your quarterback. Sam Ellinger, I think, has two starts to his name. Maybe, I think it's two, maybe three. So they had to decide. So Jeff Saturday must have seen practice with this new play caller. But like, yeah, Sam Ellinger cannot handle this. Let's bring back Matt Ryan. So Matt Ryan, who was supposed to be done for the season. Frank Reich said, we're benching Matt Ryan. We're going with Sam Ellinger for the rest of the year. Youth movement. Matt Ryan comes in and slays. I got a great stat for you. The Indianapolis Colts were 0-9 against the spread in the first half this season. 0-9 in the first half. They score the first 10 points of the game, lead 13-7 at the half. Like, this is a team that had no earthly clue what they were doing in the first half all season. And the Raiders came in and let them get... I mean, they just let the Colts push them around. Rob, this has to be at or near rock bottom for you as a, as a Raiders fan. Were you throwing objects? Were you cursing? I mean, did you contain yourself? What was the vibe like yesterday? You know what's funny is I was like super subdued oh. during the game because... Shameless plug, you know, I produced The Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio, Chris Broussard and Rob Parker, uh, weeknights, Fox Sports. And um, <clears throat> we did our picks against the spread on Friday night. And <clears throat> the game that we talked about, of course, was the Colts and the Raiders. And that game had opened up as Raiders minus six had been bet down to Raiders minus four and a half. And it's like, well, that's kind of odd. You don't see, especially uh, Jeff Saturday's never coached, you know, Pop Warner. And he's out here calling NFL games. One of our guys from the MGM Grand says, well, it's all sharp money that's on the Colts. And they're like, well, that can't be right. You know, there's no way that's true. And it's like, you know what? I'm a Raider fan. Let me let me at least look at it semi-objectively. You got a, a defense that can't stop a nosebleed. 
You have a former offensive lineman who wants to run the ball, which they did to 200 plus yards rushing, including you brought up the 40 yard scamper by the fleet of foot Matt Ryan. Yeah, by the way, Jonathan Taylor hadn't had a 100 yard game since the opener. My, my exactly. son has him in fantasy and was like so excited. Like, holy cow, Jonathan Taylor's alive? He's like the number one pick in every fantasy draft. He's done nothing all season. And JT breaks off a 66-yarder down the sideline. He looks, he looks spry, did he not? He absolutely did. And, and then you couple all of that with a team with the Raiders who appear mentally broken. I mean, this has been for a couple of weeks now. I know that Derek Carr getting emotional on the, in the postgame is going to be the one that gets all the, the headlines and, you know, you know, a guy crying at the podium. You don't see it too often, so I get it. But lost in the sauce of that whole situation – Devontae Adams, again, who does not speak. Like, I, I don't think people realize that the, when he did those Taco Bell commercials, that was the most anyone had heard him talk since he got to the NFL. Like, Devontae Adams is is the, the next I have Cooper Cup is like the best receiver without an ego, I think, that I've seen in football in a long time. And he had said before the season, you know, this offense is like, I think, learning Mandarin. He said uh, a couple weeks ago that, I don't know why we're getting away from what's working for us. We're throwing the ball over him, and then all of a sudden we want to establish the running game. I don't get it. Then he gets asked yesterday after the loss, do you think that players are, are not buying into McDaniel's system? Adam shrugs his shoulders, says, I don't think we're like F what he's talking about or I'm going against the grain. It's just a matter of executing when it's time. It's like, you might see it as, oh, he didn't really say anything in that comment. For When a guy who doesn't speak s- says something even remotely controversial, that should sound alarm bells all throughout the Vegas Alameda, not even Alameda anymore, the Vegas headquarters. Like, Josh McDaniels is turning into the Adam Gase of the Raiders. Like, Adam Gase, his claim to fame, and the reason why he kept getting jobs was, hey, I called plays for Peyton Manning. I was the guy behind the Denver Broncos offense that was blowing everybody out. I should be the next head coach of the Miami Dolphins. I'll be the next coach of the New York Jets. And each time it was established very quickly, this guy's in way over his head. He thinks he's smarter than the rest of the room. He's not a leader of men. Josh McDaniels, claim to fame, has always been, I called plays for Tom Brady. Everywhere he goes since then, Denver Broncos, he, he starts off hot, ends up sucking and gets fired because he was cheating. Leaves the Colts at the altar when he gets hired to go there and decides to run back and tuck tail, go back to New England. Gets hired in, in Vegas, promptly turns a playoff team, which got more talent. Like I don't, It's not like they, they he came to a, a New York Giants franchise, which was floundering, and he kind of just had to make lemonade out of lemons and see what happens, which is exactly what Brian Dable's doing. He got a playoff roster, added the best receiver in football, in my opinion, Devontae Adams, added one of the better pass rushers of this generation in Chandler Jones, and got demonstrably worse. He's a horrible head coach. It should have been a tarmac game for him. I know they're at home, but don't even let him in the locker room. Just leave his bag right there outside of the door. Call an Uber for him and say, hey, you're going to send you home. Here's the rest of your salary. Cold-blooded. I, I do just, like that Adam he, Gaze analogy. He's horrible. That, that's really good. I just checked the box. Go, go ahead and steal that. Take it on the herd. It's fine. Ch- Chandler Jones, zero sacks. Yep. Zero quarterback hits. Zero on the season. Unbelievable. I think he has half a sack. He was credit. Maybe they got stripped it from him. I don't know. I think I saw that a couple. That's that's. Oof. Oh yes, yes. Because he has he has one half a sack. Because they said on the broadcast it would have been his first uh, full sack on the season. And uh, Matt Ryan escaped because he's so elusive. <laughs> and then Max Crosby had to bring him down. So I saw Mark Davis entered the locker room after the game. Uh, it doesn't sound like anyone has any intel on what happened, but it would be like. Buster Douglas over Mike Tyson if a coach on that staff, not McDaniels, but probably, because they, you know, is is Davis going to want to owe him a lot? Because remember, he had to pay a settlement with Gruden. Is is Davis going to want to pay McDaniels? I don't know. So somebody is going to be the fall guy. Obviously, it ain't going to be Carr. But I think this team, Rob, is going to look a lot different next year. Now, I was also looking around. Darren Waller, if you remember, there was some talk about him maybe going back for Devontae Adams in that trade way back when um, the trade happened. It didn't happen with Waller, didn't go. But at the trade deadline, I don't know if it was Breer or Glazer, one of them said Darren Waller was in some trade talks. I would not be shocked if Darren Waller's out of town, and I would not be shocked at the end of the season if Josh Jacobs, they were like, hey, thanks for your service, bud, but 
you can go hit free agency, get paid. I like Jacobs a lot, but I, I, I think McDaniel's selling point, the only one he can have to the owner is, hey, man, you got to let me get my guys in here. I'm not a bad coach. I'm dealing with what you guys had. And then the owner should say, well, bro, they got to the freaking playoffs. Now, McDaniels will show the numbers that it was all smoke and mirrors and look at the point differential and lucky coin flip games and blah, blah, blah. Let me get Bryce Young or whoever he wants a quarterback. I'm not saying I know that. That's not intel. I don't know who McDaniels wants as his quarterback. Yeah, I'll I'll just, I'll hold off. But, you know, look who he's worked with historically. Um, And I think that could probably be a guide. But there's still a lot of process to play out here. Um. But I, I cannot see any scenario where Derek Carr's back, and I, I feel bad drilling down on your Raiders so deep, Rob. But the Jets were right. off this week, um, right? So I, I just I, imagine. If, I know we're going to move on, but imagine if you're Devonte Adams, you leave Aaron Rodgers, not because you want to leave, but only because you're saying, "I don't want to be with a young quarterback, Jordan Love. I want to play with this guy." So he goes with Derek Carr. He's going to get there. What I'm assuming, if if things go the way they're going, Carr will be benched. What week fourteen? Nathan Peterman in the last three games where they're tanking the rest of the way. Mm. And then you drop the new quarterback. And, can, and can, you point, sell that, they, can you sell that to Adams, Rob? Is, hey, hey, Devontae, settle down. Don't ask for a trade, okay? Here's what we're going to do. With Carr off the books, we can go buy two. We can go buy a cornerback, and we can go buy an edge rusher, and we got draft picks that we will be able to get in, in the trade for Carr. And, well, wait, you're talking about my best buddy. <laughs> I don't know how Adams is going to handle it. It's going to be interesting. But McDaniels is going to sure as shit have to sell a, sell him hard on we're not going down. Um, we'll be bouncing back. I, I don't know if that's true. The other team that is done, I think, Rob, and I think you'd agree with me, is the Denver Broncos. I, I really want to be done with this team forever. Russell Wilson, I think he's going to escape scoring because so much other stuff happened yesterday. But basically he had one pass to a wide-open dude who'd never caught an NFL pass, and he went like 65 yards for the touchdown. After that, he did jack shit. Russell Wilson and the Broncos are toast. It's over. They lost to, uh, to Ryan Tannehill and whoever, Westbrook Akine. I don't even know who that guy is. He catched two touchdown passes. If I look at the highlights and see Patrick Sertain guarding him, I am going to flip out because I had money on the Broncos. I had him in the contest. And, I, you know, listen, you're never going to go perfect. But, like, Denver led 10 nothing, and they gave up 17 straight. Nathaniel Hackett. I don't – basically, we could just start the who, – who's coaching the Denver Broncos next year? Um, because it ain't going to be hacking. That guy is a clown. Coming off, I think they had the bye week, right? They played in London, then they had the bye week. So the good coaches off the bye come in with a great install, right? We've been, we, we studied the tape on this team. We know what they can, can't do. We've got the, the script. Boom. Hackett punts like the first five possessions. Nothing. <laughs> like with no, nothing at all. Dayball with the Giants comes in, first drive, boom, touchdown. Uh, 49ers, uh, Shanahan, boom, right down. I think they settled for a field goal, but they still drove down the field. Like, Hackett couldn't even move the football. So I'm out on him. I I do have to say, I don't know if Miami Dolphin fans are still listening deep into this podcast, but I've got to say a quick word about Tua. Yes, I had the Browns in the contest. Congratulations, Tua, Tyreek, really good performance. Jeff Wilson looked good for Miami. Tyreek Hill, obviously, is very good. He didn't even have a monster game, but... They didn't really need him, and they scored 39 points. This was the most impressive thing, and no Dolphins fan will pick this up because they're all just geeked about Tua and Justin Herbert lost. Oh, my gosh. You know, that kind of garbage. Facing Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney, they combined for zero quarterback hits, obviously zero sacks, zero tackles for loss. They were completely neutralized. Tua... Three TDs, 285. I, I don't know, Rob. I know we're giving Dable a lot of credit for what he's done with the Giants, but this, what this Mike McDaniel's offense, I don't think they punted on the day. They might have deep in the fourth quarter, but basically they had seven different guys with multiple catches. And Tua, since bouncing back from the concussion, 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Cleveland actually led 7 nothing. First drive, I was like, yeah, Brownies. You're going to take advantage of this Miami secondary. And it was like, Miami touchdown, Miami field goal, Miami touchdown. Turnover on downs because McDaniel's aggressive as shit. And then there was a brutal chub fumble. But, Rob, I've I've been to a doubter. The guy's having a great season. Undeniable. He has played great. This Jeff Wilson pickup from the Niners, he bad like 117 yards. 
Listen, it's easy for us to sit here and look at schedules and pencil in losses to certain teams. And I've done that. A lot of people did that with the Jets. Oh, come on. Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson on the road back-to-back? No way they're winning that. No shot. Jets end up winning both of them. And one of them, they faced a backup quarterback. But who cares? They won. I've looked at the Miami Dolphins' schedule, and I said, yeah, they, hey, listen, they're going to be good at the beginning. I didn't think they were going to be 7-3 and three good. But wait until December hits. And they have a bye now to get healthy. Rest up. After that, they play Houston. That's a, that's a win. They'll be at least seven-point favorites. Rob, at San Fran, at L.A. Chargers. The Chargers should have Allen or Williams back by then. I'm assuming they stay on the West Coast, right? You're not going to go Miami, San Fran, back to Miami, back to L.A. You're just going to go Miami, stay on the West Coast. Then the big one. At San Fran, at Chargers, at Buffalo Bills. So you're going from Miami to warm weather on the West Coast, or decent weather. Bay Area could be shitty. Who knows? Chargers, which is so fi. Buffalo, December. That will be a brutal game. And then Green Bay, and then back up north to New England, and then they close out with the Jets. Rob? So after Houston, they will play San Fran, which didn't look great Sunday, but won. Chargers, who should be healthier, and they're, they're always dangerous. Buffalo. Green Bay, potentially the arrow pointing up for them. I don't know if that's fair. New England, we don't know what their quarterback situation is going to be. There's a scenario where they lose like four or five of those games or one or two. I don't know what to make of Miami now. Are they a Super Bowl contender? I, I, I think they got to be right outside the top five or six, right? Oh, I disagree. I, I think that they're number two behind uh Wait, Kansas number City. two in the AFC or NFL? In the AFC. Okay. So your AFC goes KC. Well, you know what? If, if I'm going to rank like overall teams, because the NFC, it, it's hard to gauge because it's such a wide open yeah, thing. Yeah, like Tampa's you know, not dead yet. They're, they're starting right, to like, have life. Like if you were to give me odds, I'd say I'd rather take Tampa's odds to make the Super Bowl than Miami because of mm-hmm. the division, the conference they play in. Yeah. But in terms of like the overall power rankings of the NFL, I got Miami second. They, it, games that Tua has finished, 7-0. and Right. Tua Tagovailoa, Tagovailoa, excuse me. First in QBR, first in passer rating, first in yards per attempt, third in completion percentage, fourth in uh, yards per game. Okay, let's just quickly go over the teams. It, it, since I mean, Tua look, came back, you beat, can play oh, that on, game with the Philadelphia Eagles too. He beat since he came back. He beat Pittsburgh, which is uh, train wreck, dumpster fire, bad. I don't whatever you want to use. Detroit, garbage is a safe word. Chicago. Arguably the worst defense in the league right now. They've they, they've scored 29 or more points, I think, in four straight games and lost all of them because they can't stop anybody. It might be three games. And then Cleveland, which I thought was going to get healthier and be able to slow. So uh, I'll, I'll ask again, how good are the Miami Dolphins? Before that, well, with backup, this is what's tough. With backups, they lost to the Vikings, Jets, and Bengals. Before that, Impressive win over the Patriots to start. Once-in-a-lifetime comeback against the Ravens and survive a wild game against Buffalo. I, I, I just I don't think it's that cut and dry. I've got to give them credit, obviously, and they're going to be Houston and move to 8-3. and three. But these final six games, I mean, all those teams either have a winning record or they're 500. I think this will be the real test. And... At well, at two of them will be in cold weather, outdoors, and we'll see how this offense of McDaniel's does because we have seen the San Francisco offense struggle. I, I mean, I, I'm remembering San Francisco Green Bay in the playoffs could do like nothing. They won on special teams. San Francisco and the Rams they really couldn't do much. It was like a Debo Samuel huge play. So we've seen them kind of get bodied in the playoffs. You number two, huh, Rob? No, well, look, everything you said is true, Ooh, and, and I'm not going to dispute that. The, the only thing I'm going to say is if you're going to give, and it's not you, but in general, if you're going to give the Philadelphia Eagles from being the last undefeated team, then you need to give the same credit to the Miami Dolphins because their resumes are eerily similar. It's like, hey, who have you beaten? And in matter of fact, I'll say those wins against Buffalo and Baltimore by Miami are better than anything that Philadelphia has done this season. All right, let me call up the Eagles schedule here. 
Like Tua. Well, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, which one's Buffalo and who? Buffalo and Baltimore. Baltimore. Okay, so Buffalo was at home. Eagles best wins. Home against Minnesota. Home against Cooper Rush. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> but they, I'll say this. They did kill Pittsburgh um, yeah. at home. They smoked Pittsburgh, whereas Miami bar- didn't even cover against them. Um, but then again, you know, Philly struggled with, like, they trailed Jacksonville 14 nothing. Sure. Couldn't put away Detroit totally. Um you know, Arizona. Look, was, I, I, was I think Miami's for real. And to your point, we'll find out here in the next month or so how real they are. But I think that this team, provided they can stay healthy, their weapons on the outside are, are tremendous. Yeah. Tua is a much better quarterback than I ever gave him credit for. I'm not saying he's elite like that, but he's accurate. He's, he throws with good anticipation. He's having a great season. And they're scheming guys open. Yeah. And he's he's not afraid to your point hit the backup fullback and the third string tight end if he has to because Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle draw so much attention that he's just carving teams up right now. So yeah, I, I think I, they're for real. I can't put a wide receiver as like MVP of the league. I could do the offensive MVP, but most valuable, obviously not. The weird one with Tyreek and Tua is is Tua a different player than he was last year? And some people would argue, well, yeah, he has Tyreek Hill. Okay, but he also has a great, great play caller in McDaniel, who is clearly one of the best young minds of football in the league. And it's like, okay, so who's more valuable? Well, what happened when they had Teddy and Skyler? Okay. So is Tyreek more valuable? I, that's a fair question. He sucks up a lot of oxygen for defenses. That's the one guy you can't get beat by. That being said, there will be some good tests for Tyreek Hill coming up. Namely, he's going to face. No, I can't. I can't give Stingley credit. Houston's Derek Stingley, <laughs> uh, who was drafted before Sauce Gardner. What a friggin' embarrassment that is! I don't know if you saw the highlight. Did you see Stingley get beat by Darius Slayton? Missed the tackle, and then Slayton goes like fifty yards for the tutty. Yeah, not good. Um, so Tyreek Hill will face. Uh, Sanford doesn't have any elite corners. Chargers lost J.C. Jackson, so maybe he'll draw um, the young Hayward. Tre'Davious White. I'm assuming he's going to be back. Jair Alexander, struggle bus. And then, of course, Sauce Gardner. So my MVP ballot after week 10, Rob, I would say, number one, just because they're undefeated, Jalen Hurts. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. I would go three, Sauce Gardner? No, (laughs) just kidding. Okay, Tua, Tua, Tungle-Vailoa. I think I have to have him at three. And I'll go Kirk Cousins at four. And that's that's where things get weird because it's like, Jay. Really? Kirk Cousins, one touchdown, two interceptions against the uh, Bills, and now he's your fourth? Again, think about how MVP voters vote, guys. Are you number one or two in your conference? Are you the quarterback? That's really all that matters. This ain't the Heisman where, like, Jalen Waddell can win. Was it Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddell? Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith. Jeez, a couple big mess-ups that I know people are going to yell at me for, but we're leaving them in. No edits. Um, yeah, Devontae Smith could win a Heisman. Uh, running backs all over the place, winning Heismans. Um, overall, a really good Sunday in the NFL. Remember, and I'll close with this before we do uh, one other thing. So 14 teams made the playoffs last year. Going through the NFC real quick. Green Bay, I would say they're 50-50 prospect, Rob. A little higher, maybe 60, 40, 50. Uh, a little five. less. Say 40, 60. Yeah, we're same ballpark. Yeah. Uh, Philly's in. 49ers, I think they're a lock. Yep. I think Dallas is a lock. Yep. Arizona made it last year. I think they're on thin ice. Uh, I have some Colt McCoy thoughts. We'll save for tomorrow because nobody really cares about Arizona now. But I'll just <laughs> say this I, 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 my guess is Kingsbury was much happier with Colt McCoy's performance than Kyler Murray. Colt McCoy ain't she waving off his plays. At the line of scrimmage. He's running what they say. And, of course, Colt McCoy can't run, so I think, you know, Kingsbury's tailoring his game plan to McCoy. At any rate, Rams out, and then Tampa Bay. I I mean, they. I just don't see who could win that division over Tampa. So if you're looking like, hey, Jay, what NFL Super Bowl, uh, NFC futures would you buy? I'd say if you want to take a flyer on, on Tampa, I don't think it's the worst bet in the world. We'll see. Um, in the AFC, Vegas is out. Steelers are out. Titans, they're going back to the playoffs, that is. Chiefs are in. 
Bills are in. I think the Bengals are good shape, but not a lock. Because that schedule gets very tough. And finally, the New England Patriots, who play the Jets this week in... It's going to be a stressful week for me. Your boy's going to be stressed. But the good news is I finished my tennis ladder, so I don't have to play two tennis matches this week. And by two, I would do a warm-up match every week, so I'm not coming in cold. And then two days later, play my match. This past week, I had an incredible performance in my warm-up match. This guy I play who's just a really good player, solid, doesn't make mistakes. I beat him for the first time in a set, then lost the second set. So I played this 26-year-old guy Friday night. Beat him in the first set, 6-4, was so excited. Lost 4-6, and then lost in the tiebreaker. So the latter ended fine. And I know Rob's like scoffing. Why are we talking tennis, dude? The Lakers won last night. Um, but I'm done with the tennis ladder, so I'm going to start getting back into some uh, some hoops. I, your boy hasn't played a lot of hoops lately, which really hurts me. Um, at any rate, Rob, we, before we get to best bet, should we do 90 seconds on the Lakers, or is it not even worth it? They won. What does it matter? The Nets stink. Is that basically it? Or? Yeah, I mean, shout out to Anthony Davis. Very quiet. What was it, 37 and 15 or something like that? Yeah. It really so, enhances trade it. stock, right? Oh, geez. You know, I mean, if, if you're the Atlanta Hawks and, and you just got beat up by um, Joel Embiid, I think Embiid gave him the business Friday night. Embiid had an incredible weekend, not for nothing. I mean, nobody cares because the NFL is happening. Um, but Joel Embiid, like, is going to annihilate the Hawks. Giannis is going to annihilate the Hawks. You want to go get Anthony Davis, um, put all your chips in the middle. But this is how weird the NBA is, right? So I keep in my timeline Sunday night during Sunday night football preparing for the podcast. I, I'm seeing all these Darius Garland at 27 in the fourth. Darius Garland had 51 points. I was like, oh, wow. I go to look, Rob, the Cavs lost. <laughs> Nobody even mentioned <laughs> that the Timberwolves beat them. I'm like, wait, you're showing me Darius Garland highlights and they lost? Well, NBA is weird, isn't it? Just very strange. Super weird. I know you don't care. One other quick note. No, it's all for it's all for Twitter. It's, it's just like, oh, look at this highlight. Look at these yeah. stats. You're like, yeah. well, D'Angelo what happened? Russell went off. Did you know that? I mean, yeah, he was tremendous. He was just awesome. Anyway. You see all this, like this. The, I mean, shout out all the Steph Curry memes that you see, like, oh, Sturry cooking again, and then it's like, oh, well, they're five and yeah. seven. Oh, I didn't even see Donovan Mitchell did not play for the Cavs. But uh, yeah, speaking of, I I was watching this intently because you know I have some futures on the Sacramento Kings, who I believe started zero and four. Go to L.A., beat the Lakers Friday. De'Aaron Fox was insanely good. Did you watch that, Rob, or no? No. Okay, De'Aaron Fox is good. And <laughs> Keegan Murray, my guy. I have Rookie of the Year futures on Keegan Murray and Ben Matherin. And obviously Paolo, but, you know, I think Paolo's probably the likely favorite. The Kings at home get to 500 by beating the Golden State Warriors. Like you said, the Warriors are 0-7 away from their home state. What's it called? Oracle? I don't even know what it's called anymore. Yeah, it used to be Oracle. Naming rights bullshit. Chase, is it Chase Center now? Chase Center. There you go. Thank you. Gosh, you Rob, go. you're on your game on an early Monday. Clearly, I had too <laughs> much sports intake on Sunday. But listen, I'll say it in a whisper. Sacramento Kings are going to the playoffs. They really are, guys. I'm excited. It's going to be one of my better calls, I think, of the NBA season. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Yokohama test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance... Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. We'll quickly wrap up Monday Night Football. And you guys know we've been kind of on a heater with these. I think we hit Thursday night under. Um, well, I don't even remember what last Monday was or last Sunday. The days are all bleeding together. And I know you guys are getting this from, from, your, from your wives, girlfriends, baby mamas, whatever. It's like the holiday card season's happening. Planning for Thanksgiving, flights for the parents. Like, and now listen, my wife fortunately does the bulk of this, but I have to like you know pay attention and know what's going on. And I, I'm out of the loop because you know when you have a good gambling Sunday, you're like, oh, I got to double down. I barely looked at Eagles Washington. I think I saw ten and a half or eleven. I can't give out a double digit favorite, right? Now, oh, I know what last Thursday was. Eagles were double digit favorites against the Texans and did not cover. Now it's all coming back to me. I think the move, guys, it's Monday Night Football. It's prime time. What you going to do when the under comes calling for you? So we'll go under 43.5, Eagles-Washington. Eagles, 11-point favorites. The number is down a little bit. looks like it opened 44.5, so it's down a point. But prime time unders, you know they're a thing. Although with the Eagles, it can be dicey. They, the Eagles in Washington, the familiarity is pretty crazy. And other than a 24-point second quarter for the Eagles, it was like pretty even the rest of the way. This Washington front is going to be able to stop the run, so this becomes a Jalen Hurts game. And if Washington can get any secondary play at all, I think they're in great shape. I actually think Taylor Heineke is on the struggle bus here big time. We saw him kind of melt down against the Vikings and cost all of us money. That sucked. But... I think there's a scenario here where it's like 27-10 Eagles, maybe even 33-6. to I, I just don't see it being very close. And I, I don't know, Rob. Do style points matter to a team like the Philadelphia Eagles? Do, or, or are enough people still doubting them? Well, here come the Vikings. Well, the Eagles haven't played anybody. Like your producer, Rob G., he said that earlier. Remember? Here comes Tampa. Eagles feel a little forgotten. Uh, I mean, 
there has been conversation about them going perfect on the season. So I don't know how forgotten you can be. That's fair. When you're being mentioned along the lines of the New England Patriots. I mean, <clears throat> there's been actual conversation saying, happens, hey, I mean, would they be better off losing a game? Because it takes the pressure off of you. I think that's so, a little bullshit. Just that idea, I think, is a little silly. Well, I mean, I, I don't think that they're under the radar. I think that they're maybe they're not as sexy as what we've seen from these other teams. They're not having these miracle comebacks the way that the uh, Minnesota Vikings are. Jalen Hurts, as great as he is, is not Patrick Mahomes. You know, so it is. Uh, you know who they're starting. Long story short, though, I like I like Washington plus the eleven in this spot. I, lo- I don't I don't hate that. You know who's starting to look like the Eagles is Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. Remember last year, the Eagles decided we're not going to have our young guy throw. We're just going to hand it off, run the football, grind it out, grind it out, stick around and play defense and run the football. And they got to the playoffs that way. And then when you can't run against Tampa and you got Jalen Hurts throwing, it's 30 to nothing. Um, I I think I see that in the Bears. But we're going to have to save it. This has gone on very long. Uh, it's Monday, a lot happening. We didn't even get to the Pac-12 meltdown Saturday night. I mean, listen, it was a tough weekend for Rob, but you know what? It's all about surviving and advancing, and I'm sure Rob cleaned up in fantasy. How'd you do in fantasy, by the way? I'm rolling. I, well, I have one game tonight. Technically, I need Terry McLaurin to outscore Kenneth Gainwell by like one point, and then I win. But the other one, I'm cruising to a 40-point victory. Mm, that's good to hear. My son and I went 4-0 this weekend in, in fantasy. Oh, nice. Well, I mean, dude, I've got one of the best teams I've ever had. I mean, I hit the jackpot this past week. I, I, I told my son, like, here are the matchups, tight end, you're kind of weak. You know, you could you could go for Cole Komet, who's lets me down all the time, or you could go for Moreau because Waller's out, and he opted for Moreau, who did well. Komet had even a bigger game. I'm just giving out free fantasy advice. All right, that's all for now. Good luck. Enjoy Monday Night Football. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your 5-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.